0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Brian Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: Ooh, welcome in to tonight's post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 4 to 1. Game one of this Stanley Cup semifinal matchup. And let's head back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, this was an interesting one in that, you know, the first period, you you expected both teams to kind of feel each other out. The Golden Knights get that early goal. And then in the second and third, Vegas starts to take over the game.
2: And the penalties were fewer and fewer as they went along. There were no penalties in the third. And you got a glimmer of what the Knights want to do, five on five. And, of course, the last four minutes or so of the game, it was 6-on-5 with Carey Price on the bench. But the Knights had a three-goal lead by then. Yeah, the more 5-on-5 five five hockey we saw, the more of a rhythm that the Golden Knights had. And even when they were not at their best, they still found ways to score. Theodore, Martinez, and Holden, three goals from defensemen. And then how about that needle of a pass tuck To Yanmark at the back door, the lone forward scoring a goal for the Knights today. They could have had more than four. Carey Price made some terrific saves. This is not the defensive juggernaut that Minnesota was. It's also not the high-powered offense that Colorado has. It's somewhere in between, Ryan Craig told us on the pregame show. And somewhere in between is just fine for Vegas because they can find different ways to win, and they play well at different stages of games. They actually had a lead and held on to it, whereas they've been coming from behind so often.
1: You know, Dan, I guess that kind of leads into the question of where should the Golden Knights be in terms of confidence in their offensive game, knowing that in this one they were able to put four past Carey Price, but not goals from Max Pacioretty or Mark Stone or William Carlson, Jonathan Marsh. So, like, you were able to get depth contributions and still found a way to put up four.
2: Yeah, you know, the top line, Stevenson, Pacioretty, Stone on the ice for the goal scored by Theodore, which was 9:15 into the game doesn't always mean that one of those forwards top line forwards is going to score the goal they're on the ice still doing important things and uh, the defenseman as we have talked about can put the puck in the net I I think that if there's any sort of concern I mean it's it's just that the power play can't score they had four chances today was really three one of them was a very brief power play I think that if there's any concern for the Knights' offense is that when they need a power play goal they they haven't gotten in the playoffs here um, you know they're one of the worst teams still going down to the final four but they've got four power play goals uh, here in 14 games whereas uh, Montreal has now seven in 12 games plus Montreal's penalty kill has been a lot better than Vegas they've got the number one kill in the postseason Knights start of the day 12th and they gave up a ninth power play goal so it's sort of strange the Knights are doing great at five on five Their special teams uh, not coming through yeah, it's an interesting one
1: for sure, Dan. And I wonder how that's going to shake out the rest of the way. We do know that the Golden Knights need to stay out of the penalty box the, as best they can throughout this series and keep it at 5-on-5. Five five.
2: Yeah, and, and hey, they were 6-on-5 shorthanded for the last, you know, uh, 4 minutes or so with the goaltender pulled for uh, for Montreal. So, again, they have such a terrific penalty kill. It's a smaller sample size here in the playoffs and Colorado was so good and. the They had a chunk of those power play goals. I think it's that the Knights penalty kill uh, has been so good. You can trust that you come up with a big kill. I think there's still confidence there. But, you know, the the power play has not been as reliable, whether in the regular season and, you know, of, of the four power play goals here in the playoffs. You know, one of them was really timely, impactful, clutch. So uh, I, I think that that's <laughs> if there's anything to complain about, right? <laughs> we don't need to complain here. I mean, they're, they, they have uh, now in the playoffs, they have themselves their ninth win in 14 games. So it's going well. So uh, if there's, a, as I say, any uh, concern, it would be that maybe the power play is not racking up the goals. But you're comparing it to, let's say, Colorado or Tampa, all-time historic postseason power play numbers this year. So perhaps a, a difficult way to compare
1: All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Let's head downstairs and bring in Matthias Janmark and Nick Holden as they address the media after tonight's game.
3: First period, even even though they uh, kind of outplayed us uh, a little bit. Next question comes
4: from Jesse Granger.
2: For Matias, you guys have done a really good job of locking down the zone and stopping the flow through that area. So I'm curious how different is what you have to do against this team compared to what you were doing against Colorado? Uh,
3: it's it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar to the Minnesota series, too. Uh, they want wind up with some speed and have some guys there. and But, yeah, we, we play the same way. Uh, yeah, of course, against uh, Colorado, you're, you you got to be aware of, of that first line for sure. Uh, but I think we we play the same way against all the oppositions and and we've played pretty good, but uh, yeah, it's similar to both series we've played before.
4: Next question comes from Mark Masters
3: from TSM. Nick, that was a a great sequence
5: all over the ice for for you guys in the lead up to your goal. How did you see that play unfold?
4: Yeah,
3: I mean, our forwards were doing a good job holding on to pucks. Uh, And then I just saw uh, Smitty grab that puck and, kind of saw a lane going down the backside and he made a great play to me. And uh, fortunately I held on to it um, a little bit and then the, the net opened up for me. So uh, yeah, great play by our, our forwards to to kind of hold on to pox and, and create a lane there.
4: Next
3: question comes from David Chain. Hi Nick, you guys have been down in every series losing the first game, how much nicer or how much different is it
6: going to feel just being up one nothing in a series going forward?
3: Yeah, obviously, uh, to start series, you always want to try and get out to a lead. And so um, I don't think it's going to change our game plan or how we prepare. We're going to look at uh, how the game went tonight and make sure that we're, we're ready for game two. Uh, that's the, the biggest thing in playoffs is making sure that you're not uh, dwelling or looking too much at the game you just played and, and making sure that you're ready for the next one.
0: Next question comes from Mark Spector. Hey, Nick. uh, Your top five playoff scorers to this point, Carlson, Martisotl, Stone, Pacioretty, Petrangelo, had one point between them tonight. So you guys score four, you win a game nicely, and all your top producers don't produce, don't have to produce because everybody else produces. Does that provide some confidence and some, uh, you know, does it make you feel even a little bit better about how things went tonight?
3: Uh, you know what, I, I think uh, to get deeper and deeper into playoffs, you need scoring from everywhere. And so uh, I kind of touched on a little bit with the, the defense question earlier, but uh, if you can get guys contributing um, that aren't your big, big guns, uh, you're going to win games. And so uh, that's something that's important for us to, to do uh, moving forward as well, just making sure that we have that depth scoring. We'll take two more
4: questions here. The next question comes from Ryan Huffing.
7: Hey, Nick, what was the communication like on the bench, maybe in the locker room during intermissions about the Canadians? What was it like playing someone other than a West division foe, a team you hadn't seen in over a year?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we did – our coaches did some homework and obviously showed us video and stuff, so we we had an idea of what their game was going to be like. I think they came out uh, really hard in the first period there and uh, had us on our heels a little bit in our zone. Um, But then I thought we got to our game and – uh, started being able to get our four check and get pucks behind them and, and make sure that we were bringing our game to them. And so, um, obviously, yeah, like you said, we haven't played them in over a year, but, uh, it doesn't matter to the opponent. We want to make sure that we're putting our, our game on, on other teams.
4: And last question here goes to Noah Strange.
6: Hey Matias, a couple of big goals from defensemen tonight. How does it affect what the forwards are able to do offensively when you're getting scoring from the blue line like tonight?
3: Uh, I think you just keep playing uh, same way, uh, but obviously, if you see it's we're having success from the blue line, uh, you you want to uh, get pucks up there, and then you want to get in front. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier to to do that, I think. But uh, yeah, you, you just play in your way, and, and when you're scoring from the blue line, you trust that, and you try to see them with as much pucks as as you can, and get get the most on time.
4: Thank you, guys.
1: That was Matthias Janmark and Nick Holden addressing the media after tonight's game. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
0: Back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to
1: the AAA Insurance post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 4-1, to take game one of this Stanley Cup semifinal. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System the official health system of the vegas golden knights this is a team in vegas that is getting healthier didn't see anything in this game that would lead us to believe otherwise so we'll see what ends up happening with pete DeBoer and the lineup as we go in this series let's head downstairs bring in mark stone and mark andre fleury as they address the media after tonight's win
7: a good goalie
6: um fun to watch you know they made some some nice saves tonight but um it's still still nice to get a get a few goals and um,
8: good to win that way.
4: Next question comes from Stormy from the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Riley Smith said the first period was kind of like a feeling out process a little bit. Just how
9: important was it to get that first goal on the board in a feel out type of a period to
7: weather that storm and score first? Yeah, I mean, he came out strong. Um, I didn't play very well for the first um, you know, t- 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, I thought Flower made a couple of big saves to kind of Ease the tension for us, um, and then we get the icing and, and a big face-off goal from uh, from Theo. And you know, it's it, it's so important to play at the lead, um, especially when you're playing a, a good team like uh, like Montreal uh, with good goalies. So um, that was a big goal for us for sure.
4: Next question comes
2: from Jesse Granger. We were able to lock up the neutral zone pretty well, especially as the game went on. Um, we're, that area of the ice.
4: I, Jesse, could you repeat your question, please?
2: Yeah, for, for Mark Stone, you guys really locked down the neutral zone. Um, what were you happiest about the way you guys played in that part of the ice?
7: Yeah, I think, for the, like I said, for the first 10-15 minutes, I thought they skated really well through the neutral zone. And um, once we were able to get a decent forecheck going, uh, some back pressure, it allowed RD to have good gaps. Um, and RD, uh, when they uh, you know, play with that uh, tight gap, and, and and transition the pockets when we start to get uh, get rolling a bit. And uh, for the second and uh, you know majority of the third period, maybe until they pull their goalie, we did a pretty good job of uh, limiting them uh, coming through. Um, they're a good checking team, so um, if you can uh, try and limit them um, with those those opportunities to get in, um, it's important. And NRD did a great job of uh, staying their ground.
4: Next question comes from Mark Masters.
7: Mark andre what's the key, key to dealing with someone like Brendan Gallagher who's going to try and get in your face and in your crease and get you off your game during this series?
6: Um, I don't know. I faced him before. I know him well, right? Um, it's, it's expected, and I know he's going to come. and know he's going to keep coming. So um, it's part of the game. You know, it's, it's fine. I don't mind it.
4: Next question comes from Luke
5: Thank you very much. I'm sorry, Mark. I have a question in French for Flower. Euh, Marc andre euh, vos défenseurs ont marqué trois buts ce soir. y euh, en ont déjà neuf depuis le début des séries. On reconnaît leur talent défensif, mais à quel point là, leur contribution à l'attaque, particulièrement ce soir, là, vous, a, vous a vraiment aidé et changé les données pour les Golden Knights?
6: Euh, moi, je
5: pense toute la saison, ils ont été un, une grosse... Euh...
1: That was Marc-Andre Fleury and Mark Stone as they addressed the media after tonight's win. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Montreal Canadiens really did come out pushing the issue. Skating legs were there, but it was the Golden Knights who found the back of the net first as Shea Theodore would pick up his first of the playoffs.
2: From the draw, they score! It's a shot from Theodore out high. Vegas strikes first! First goal of the playoffs, it might have been tipped in front, we'll see, but Theodore ripped it from out high, Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. That's Shea
1: Theodore from Braden McNabb and Chandler Stevenson at 9.15 of the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. Later on in the period Mark andre Fleury would come up with a couple of big saves.
2: Gallagher shoots straight on, Fleury flexes, sticks it to the far side. Now side of the net, it trickles in front, Flurry covers! He got the tracker there
0: just before Brendan Gallagher.
1: There you have it, 1-0 after the first period of play. We'd head to the second period and the Golden Knights would get a couple of power play opportunities early. They wouldn't score, but Alec Martinez would add to the lead later on.
2: And they come at even strength. left side, Carlson towards Smith. Extra pass, Queens in front, Theodore fakes, right wing shot, they score! Martinez! 2 nothing Vegas!
1: That's Martinez, his third of the playoffs from Shea Theodore and Riley Smith at 2.18 in the second period to make it two to nothing. Vegas, later in the period, Will Carrier would take an offensive zone penalty, and Cole Caulfield would waste little time picking up his first of the
2: playoffs. Montreal still in the zone. out high Gustafson, right side of shot, quick stick, and front save, rebound, score! Cole Caulfield, his first Stanley Cup playoffs goal, and Montreal is on the board 2 to 1 Vegas with 8 minutes to go in the second period.
1: That's Caulfield from Toffoli and Perry at 12.05 of the second period to make it 2-1 Vegas, a power play goal for Montreal. Vegas would answer just 53 seconds later as Alex Tuck and Matthias Yanmark would link up to restore Vegas's two goal lead.
2: He's out, Vegas pulled away from the avalanche, now out in front, Tuck puts it toward the goal and it's tipped in at the back door, Matthias Yanmark waiting for it at the left post, and the Knights lead 3-1, to one, seven minutes to go, second period.
1: That's Matthias Janmark, his fourth of the playoffs from Alex Tuck and Zach Whitecloud at 12.58 of the second period to make it 3-1 Vegas. We'd head to the third period and the Golden Knights would continue to control the game and Nick Holden would continue his playoff production, adding to the lead.
2: Spins off a check, that elbow from Weber came up hot. Holden again, shoots, score! On the left side, Nick Holden pinched in below the duck. He found an opening from a sharp angle left wing side. Nick Holden with two goals in as many games. Vegas has a three-goal lead. Four-one nights with ten minutes to play.
1: Nick Holden, his second of the playoffs from Riley Smith and William Carlson at 10.06 of the third period to make it four to one. Vegas late in the period with Carey Price pulled, Mark andre Fleury would make our AAA insurance saves of the game.
2: Left wing try, shot, save, rebound, save. And the loose puck to the left, another try, sliding stop. The rebound is under Fleury. They stop play. To trying to reach in behind Mark, but he got it covered. Wow. The Canadian's incredulous. How did that not get by Flurry, The Quebec native.
1: AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So Mark andre Fleury dialed in. All that was left in this game was the final call. Canadians through center, left to right, dumped
2: in, five seconds left. White Clown behind his goal, steers it around, the crowd to its feet, the Knights win game one! The final score, Golden Knights four, Canadians one, and a lead in the Stanley Cup semifinals.
1: There you have it. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens four to one to take Game One of the Stanley Cup semifinal matchup. Let's head back downstairs. Bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game.
6: Just how much of this game early was kind of a you know feeling out process? Given you hadn't seen each other yet all year.
5: <clears throat> yeah, I think I think uh, a feeling out process. I think us coming off a a real emotional series win, playing a couple games more than they obviously played so you know, i think all those things factored into the first period and you know thankfully flower was our best player gave us a chance to get our legs and then you know i really liked our game in the second and third
4: next question comes from stormy with the golden hey, Stormy. just because of that feeling
9: out process early on um getting the first goal against a team in montreal that hadn't trailed for 400 or so minutes just how important was that early goal
5: critical uh know, we talked we talked in our pre-scout meetings about uh you know that they, they would obviously be more uncomfortable in their structure and their game playing from behind and and you know no one had really made them play from behind for for a while so you know the first goal was huge um and at the right time too in the first period for us uh you know with how we were playing gave us a little bit of a uh, an opportunity to take a deep breath and kind of gather ourselves and, and
3: find our game.
4: Next question comes from Justin Emerson, Las Vegas sun.
5: Justin.
3: If you don't want to ask about your defense on both ends of the ice, it seemed like they were willing to pinch pretty good. And Nick Holden's goal came from pretty in tight. And then, uh, and then in your end, it seemed like they were keeping them to the outside and not, and making it a little easier on flurry there. Just hoping you could kind of discuss that and what, what you liked about their game tonight. Yeah.
5: Well, again, once we, you know, after we got through the first period, I, I liked everything about our game uh, and, you know, our, our defense contributing offensively is something that's been part of our foundation all year. Uh, you know, we've relied on, on those guys to, to chip in offensively for us. They're a big part of our identity and, um, you know, they did it tonight. And would we have, you know, three, three defenseman goals or, um, so You know, that's a a big part of what we do. Uh, Defensively, like I said, I I thought in the second and third, uh, up until they pulled the goalie with the four-minute mark, uh, I I really like how
8: we defended.
4: Next question comes from Christopher Chapman.
8: Uh, Shea was so good in the last two series defensively. But how nice was it to see him get a goal tonight? And how vital was that going to be going forward for having to have him scoring goals for you guys?
5: Yeah, he's like any offensive player. You know, it, it, it's a confidence thing. Um, I think he got looks last round, but uh, just wasn't clicking. So the fact he got one early here uh, is a good sign. I think, uh, you know, he needed it. Hopefully, uh, he relaxes a little bit now. and. Uh, I thought he was outstanding tonight.
4: Next question comes from David Chain.
5: David.
6: Uh, Pete, two of those goals were off uh, Ozone face-offs. How much did you figure, or did you think that figured into your success tonight? And just overall, how
3: much did you fi- think that factored in?
5: <clears throat> well, it, it was it was a key part. You know, we didn't win as many face-offs as, as we usually do. And I thought we actually... Lost the face-off battle, but the ones we did win, we we executed, got some pucks and bodies to the net, and and uh, got some goals. You know, in in game six against Colorado, we had a face-off goal, same way. So, you know, that's something that uh, that is starting to uh, you know really help us uh, uh, win games.
4: Next question comes from Jesse Granger.
5: Jesse. If he- um, obviously,
2: winning 4-1, you're not going to change a lot, but I'm curious, like, how much did you learn tonight um, about this team and how much
3: better prepared are you, I guess, going into game two now that you've actually seen them on the ice with your players?
5: Yeah, I think you can prepare on video and analytics, but until you t- see a team live, um, you know, they uh, they were impressive early, uh, you know, the way they were getting pucks and bodies to the net. Uh, their physicality is as advertised. Um, you know, prices as advertised, they're, they're, they're a good hockey team. Um, you know, I, I liked how our, we built our game tonight and, you know, I thought uh, controlled it over the last 40 minutes and we've got to show up for game two and do the same thing uh, when they, we dropped the puck in the first period.
4: We'll take a few more questions here. Next question comes from Jesse Merrick.
3: Hey Jesse. Uh, about
9: uh, Tuck's game tonight. I
5: thought that was our best line. I thought Wa, Tuck, and Yanmark were uh, our best line, even through the first period when you know we we were uh, stumbling around a little bit. Uh, that that was one line that consistently all night. Every time I threw them out there, were were, were very good.
4: Next question comes from Ron Futrell. Hi, hey Ron.
0: Hey there, Pete. Want to get your thoughts on Marc-Andre Fleury. His performance in the in particular in the first period seemed like a lot of great chances by Montreal, but he seemed to be the guy to send them all away.
5: Yeah. I mean, he's been playing at an elite level all year. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that's uh, probably his best asset is that uh, when our team isn't on or we're, we're stumbling a little bit uh, trying to find our game Um, you know he he has the ability to to make those big saves and and allow us to to get some confidence and get our legs Uh, I thought the third period in game six against Colorado was like that you know we bent a little bit and and he, he made some huge saves down the stretch to for to allow us to close that game out and, and the first period tonight, for sure. I mean, you know, there's no doubt they could have been up one or two nothing early and maybe that's a different game. So he was our best player early.
4: And the last question here comes from Mark Spector.
0: Hi, Mark. Thanks, Pete. Um, your top five playoff scores combined for one point tonight. So this isn't me being critical of those players by any means. What I'm saying is, you get four goals and all your top scorers don't count. On, I'm not saying they didn't help, but they didn't count on the score sheet. Is that uh, sort of the epitome of how you win in the playoffs some nights?
5: For sure. You know, it's, it's the identity of, of, I think, of our team. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't have that one line like like uh, Colorado has or, you know, like Edmonton has. Um We've always been, a, you know, I use the, the phrase, some of our parts all year. And, and I think when you look at our playoff scoring, we've gotten contributions from everybody, when you look at our defense scoring during the year, I think we're in the top two or three in the league. Um, so, you know, I think, I think if you're a, a really good player on our team, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, you know, uh those type of guys it's nice not to have that pressure that you you have to score or the team's not going to get one you know and uh you know tonight it was a defense the other night uh, it was a fourth line kicked one in third line tonight so that, that's that's what wins this time of year
4: coach thank you for your time
1: that was head coach pete DeBoer with tonight's post game interview presented by nevada eye physicians we're back with more on the triple a insurance post game show on the vegas golden knights radio network presented by dollar loan center
0: Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Today, it's the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens 4-1 to Game 1 Stanley Cup semifinal. And tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. You you look at this game for the Golden Knights, it was certainly a feeling-out process early on in this game. I thought Montreal had their legs. They were really, really good early on in the first period. Marc-Andre Fleury, some really, really strong saves to buy the Golden Knights time. And then once Vegas got the goal to kind of break the ice there, I thought they were able to control play, certainly better in the second and third period. Penalties... Kind of, this decided that a little bit in taking teams out of their rhythm in the second period. But at five on five, the Golden Knights the better team tonight. We turn our attention now to game number two. That will be Wednesday, six p.m. puck drop, five p.m. pregame show. That's going to do it for us here on the post on the AAA Insurance postgame show. Extended postgame show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network, presented by Dollar Loan Center.
0: It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens. 702 876 1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the extended post game show. It's the first time the Golden Knights have played a team outside of the Honda West division. That was fun. It's the first time the Golden Knights have played against Carey Price this year. That was fun. And it's the first goal of the playoffs for Shea Theodore. That was fun. 702 876 1340 is the number. Darren Millard, how are you?
6: That was fun. <laughs> that wasn't was fun. It? Uh, From uh, the new opening uh, here for those that were inside the arena to the new opponent uh, that uh, everybody got to see to the same old result that the Vegas Golden Knights put up uh, with uh, another victory uh, against an opposition. and Nine on the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, past the halfway mark officially when it comes to the 16 wins that are required. And uh, I thought you saw a performance that uh, was probably closer to grinding it out in getting through it than it was top end, uh, everything coming together. But impressive nonetheless. Uh, two teams that uh, hadn't played uh, in, in a little bit and... and- the talent showed for the golden knights yeah
1: 100 percent. sometimes in those situations you've got to lean on your talent as you're feeling things out but i i look at this game i look at some of the some of the shifts that you got out of this uh this game from alex tuck where he was physical he was really really trying to make an impact every single time he was on the ice i thought he was absolutely fantastic for the golden knights tonight uh
6: had his feet going Yep. was physical. Made a back check hit yep. that uh, that caused a turnover. That got uh, the building going. And uh, and is his, uh, his defensemen uh, that uh, we talk about a lot in Alex Petrangelo was the best player on the ice. Yeah, from from start to finish. Uh, and. Didn't get rewarded for for points, but uh, those are two players that stood out to me.
1: 702 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Sal, how you doing?
9: Hey, doing great. Just uh, leaving the game now. Uh, really good start to the series. Um, thought we were the better team, five on five. Uh, and there's I kind of what you just said before you took my call. I think that the talent gap was really evident. Um, on display tonight, and I think we'll see we'll see more things happen and shuffled around as the series gets later. But um, clearly, feel like we, we were the better team. And I uh, also I want to get your opinion just from my vantage point watching the game from the from the stands. I thought Ryan Reeves played a really good game. I thought his physicality disrupted a lot of the entries, and I thought he prevented. He really did a good job, you know, working on Montreal's forecheck and. I thought he played a one of those silent games that's not on the score sheet, but I thought he was a really good disruptor today. Uh, game one,
6: way more physical than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, more, uh, Montreal side and the and certainly the initiation uh, on the the Vegas Golden Knights side of it. You wouldn't have known that these teams hadn't played each other in 15 months.
1: Yeah, and thanks for the call, Sal. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, what we were talking about pregame. Is is what what's the motivation, right? Like, what are the storylines? Where are are those extra um, little? little things that you can get within a series that that kind of propel you and for for the Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens it was just two teams that went out there and they laid the body it was it was fun to watch and exciting hockey for sure 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out to the phone lines bring in Jason Jason how you doing
10: hey how you guys doing I just want to say that really really good job tonight and Stone was doing a very good job out there tonight too as well
1: yeah, I thought Mark Stone had a had a strong game. It certainly doesn't find uh, the score sheet in this one, but there were some plays in in this game where Mark Stone uh, just does what Mark Stone does. He breaks up plays. He's great through the neutral zone. He had some really, really near misses when it came to uh, setups. He nearly set up Alec Martinez for his, a second goal of the game for Martinez and then just missed Chandler back door. So those two plays happen. And then, of course, if he's able to score on that two-on-one with Max Pacioretty where Carey Price just absolutely robbed Stone, we're talking about a three-point night for the captain. Yeah,
6: I thought uh, Pacharetti was great too, and I uh, know Pete DeBoer singled out the uh, the third line for being the best line uh, of the night. Uh, but I, I thought uh, the Pacharetti had a presence tonight in this game, and uh, I thought it was also interesting. Uh, Ryan Montreal pulled the carry Price with just over four minutes to go. Yeah, and we didn't didn't score, but played the rest of the game uh, without uh, without a goaltender. And Pete DeBoer just rolled his lines mm-hmm. through through all of it six yep. on five, and I thought that was an interesting uh, tactic too. There was no shortening the bench uh, in, in that situation. And I'm not sure that I've seen a coach do that. Oh, that said, there's probably a handful of times where I've seen a team go four plus minutes with the net empty, uh, trying to push for a goal.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair. Fair point for sure. I, I think that you try to get as much and manage as much rest as you can within a game. And, you know, you have confidence in your four lines, right? If yeah. you're Pete DeBoer, you've got confidence that that line will be able to go out there and give you that shift that late in the game. And the Golden Knights were able to do it. It also helps when you got Marc-Andre Fleury. And in a cushion. goal And a cushion. Yeah, yeah. that's that's for sure. Right, so let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing?
10: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Yeah, pretty pretty good birthday present there.
1: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a strong performance. I'll I'll take it all day long. It was just nice
6: to be in the building. Are you gonna thank them? Like go around the room in the next Zoom and say
10: oh,
1: thank no. you, thank you, thank you. I mean, like I'm I'm fairly confident that nobody in the room knows it's my birthday and I'm totally fine with that.
9: <laughs> what do you, you think know, of the game, Stephanie? what a what a night for defensemen tonight. Um, they you know, Holden getting rewarded yet again, all the work that he's put in this season, it's really amazing to see, you know, going through being put on waivers and being on the taxi squad, that he's able to come in during the playoffs and just show up.
6: Show up and produce. And I will say uh, this little note on Nick Holden. This is not a fluke. Like, Nick Holden, even before the puck started going in, Mm
1: -hmm.
6: was getting some incredibly good looks and creating chances and distributing the puck along with getting the puck through to the net. So this is a just reward, Mm -hmm. what we're witnessing out of Nick Holden. I didn't expect it. Uh, I'm not sure it will continue. But what happened so far, uh, he's earned. Yeah, I think Nick Holden's been incredibly good uh,
1: just in, in terms of when he's jumping into the play, when he's picking his spots, and he's been everything that you could ask Nick Holden to be so far in these playoffs thanks for the call Stephanie uh, another great contributor in terms of this team and where they're at is Nick Holden and you know Pete DeBoer he's been kind of tinkering with that spot Nick Holden in Nick Haig in both of those guys kind of interplay with with one another but so far Pete DeBoer continues to pull all the right strings for the Golden Knights
6: 447 minutes and change Yep, that's the streak that came to an end for the montreal canadians never trailing uh over the uh that's run from the toronto maple leaf rally mm-hmm. and it was uh, just uh, just over nine minutes into the first period and it's kind of a, like reality check uh, for everybody uh, involved, but you're you're running into a team you haven't played before in in the Vegas Golden Knights this year, and I think the Golden Knights, while not like superior in everything coming together, certainly showed Canada what this team is is made of and why they were number one in the National Hockey League in points.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a great point there. Uh, this this Golden Knights team. They are supposed to be right. here, and they've got range in how they can win hockey games. They can, they can run and gun. They can beat you that way. They can lock things down. This is a team that has found ways to win all year long. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las
1: Vegas, 4-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens. Game 1 of the Stanley Cup semi-final. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing?
9: Good. What's up, guys? Great. How are you? Pretty good. It was a good win tonight, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What'd you like about it?
9: Um, I like the fact that we're playing great, great defense, and uh, you know, I got kind of got a question for you guys. That uh, you know, we've been riding Flurry for a while now. So, w- at what point do we uh, do we kind of you know take it take him back a little bit and and put in Leonard to see if we can get his confidence back?
8: Because yeah. you know we
9: want to we want to keep Flurry for the Stanley Cup if we can make it that far. So. I just want to see what your thoughts are on that, and you know, defense wins championships. So I hope we can con- can continue this ride. You know, we look good. So I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts are.
6: Coming off uh, three days between games, a couple of practices, Mark Andre Fleury uh, only skated in one of those two practices. Uh, he got a chance to rest and recover, and uh, I would say that this is Mark Andre Fleury's ship. He is the captain, and uh, he will be at the helm for the rest of the way barring some unforeseen circumstances uh, because you play every second day uh, you're not going to have back- to-back uh, the, the reason Leonard went in was uh, the quick turnaround from game seven to game one but uh, the way flurry's playing right now uh, they can manage his uh, his workload
1: yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think that there's there's really no reason to move off of or overthink this situation. Marc-Andre Fleury is your number one. You can manage the way that the series works out, and you know the best way to, to ensure rest is to take care of business as quickly as yes. you can. And for the Golden Knights, the, you look at the way Marc-Andre Fleury plays, he's he's the guy right now in the net for Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Allen. Allen, how you doing?
10: I'm good. I'm here with my son, Ethan. We just left the game, had a great time, so much energy in there. Uh, thunder sticks going crazy, the wave going around the room. We just had such a good time, and how did you like it, son?
9: I thought it was really good. Um, one thing I want to say is I loved the first slap shot, and it was just an amazing shot, and it seems like the Golden Knights' accuracy was really on point today.
6: You're right, and who was uh, providing the screen on that clapper uh, from the point? It was the Captain Mark Stone off an immediate uh, face-off win from Chandler Stevenson, and they got it to go. Ethan, uh, nice job. And just uh, while you guys are there talking about the, the wave, I found out tonight that something rankles Ryan Wallace mm-hmm. beyond anything, and, 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 and I bug Ryan Wallace no, a no. lot. Mm-hmm. This, this bugs him more than anything I've discovered. And it's the fact that the wave went counterclockwise and he was beside himself yep. that the wave was going counterclockwise. I would never have noticed. Did you guys even pick up on that?
8: No, not at all. We yeah. were just excited to do it and be in part of it.
6: Nice job. Uh, call again. Make sure that uh, you guys keep it up because that was a fun environment. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the game. Thanks, Ethan. All
9: right.
1: It. I just like you, Darren. <laughs> I just like you so much. That's that is so not cool, man. 70287. Yes, it? it did, but that's like that's a private moment between you and I. Like I'm sitting here telling you how much how much that counterclockwise wave it's not even the wave. Like I'm not even like mad at the wave. No, no, no. But it, it was went, the counterclockwise. It, it went counterclockwise. Wave. Like that's counterintuitive. You can't do that. You you couldn't and even figure out how it started. It? Yeah. No, I well, I don't get it. Like you all stand up. You go clockwise. That's just what you do.
6: Yeah, I've, uh, I'd never thought of it that way until you mentioned it.
1: Oh, boy. Anyway, <laughs> let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Tim. Tim, how are you doing?
8: I'm doing great. I have to go to the doctor tomorrow and get this smile taken off my face. I just couldn't believe it. Hey, I, you know, I, I think one of the keys of the game tonight, and I hope it continues through the series, is the aggressiveness in which our boys played. When we play aggressive, I don't mean take penalties, but when we play aggressive, knock them off the puck, we always seem to come up on top. And I think, uh, and I think that goes to a man. I mean, I thought Wa played an extremely good game tonight. What do you guys? Yeah, he
6: think? did. He, he, he was great tonight. Their blue line was uh, was really good. I thought once once they kind of found their sea legs uh, after the first period, uh, that it was just two different teams at uh, at Different levels, Now I'm not saying the Kane Division or West divisions are better than the other. Yeah. But uh, but after the first period, there
8: was a separation in this game. What surprised me was that we didn't let Montreal knock us off the puck.
6: Well, they're, they're, they're see they're not a big they're not as big as the Vegas Golden Knights say either. But I thought that it was physical on both sides. I, I thought there was a couple of hits. Uh, Petrangelo uh, Romanov uh, knocked him down uh, early in the game. I thought the, both teams traded the body uh, well, and and it was again uh, a tougher game. Almost like um, instead of feeling each other out, where I thought the Tampa Islanders game yesterday was more sit back and get an idea of where you're coming from. Uh, today, both teams kind of pushed it in, in the first period physically.
8: Yeah, thanks for the call, I Tim. Agree. I agree, and I also agree on your, your take on Fleury. Fleury's our goalie for as long as he can.
1: Yeah, thank you for the call, Tim. Uh, you know, in, in terms of the physicality in this game, you, you highlight that that Petrangelo-Romanov play, and, and that was one of those moments where, you know, I, I think that you realize you're in a little bit of a different series. The Montreal Canadiens defense, they're mm-hmm. going to take the body. They're, they're not going to make, make the play. They're not going to look to strip you in that situation. They're just going to make sure they play, and you've got to go through them to get opportunities and scoring chances. I also thought Zach Whitecloud in the corner – Knocking down Corey Perry. There was a big hit from, from White Cloud on Perry, and I've talked about Tuck already in this game. Tuck lighting up Gustafson leads to, it leads to an icing, which in turn leads to Shea Theodore's opening goal. Like Those types of plays, that physicality lends itself well in terms of creating these moments where you're able to impact the game.
6: Don't forget about Marc-Andre Fleury and Brendan Gallagher. Oh, that's fun. Where he was uh, into it with Gallagher and then took the helmet, slid it down the ice uh, (laughs) with some authority. And then grabbed Gallagher's stick and um, during a TV timeout, yep. when all that took place, and uh, just uh, cleverly uh, tossed it out the uh, the vom where the Zamboni comes out. I, I thought that was uh, that was, and by the way, that was all while it was zero zero, <laughs> and Josh Anderson <laughs> made a power move right after that, yep. took it to the net, and Flurry came up with an outstanding save. His work at the start of the game and at the end of the game was exemplary, and he stared down Carey Price and went save for save.
1: Yeah, 100%. 702 876 1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey,
1: extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights take game one, four to one over the Montreal Canadiens. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to sneak in another phone call. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Rita, how are you?
10: Oh, you know, just wonderful. This is great. Um. Before I ask my question, happy birthday. Thank you, Rita. You're welcome. Um, I was at the end of the game when it was getting really fanatical for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. The announcers had said, you know, they keep sending out their best defensemen and they were running out of gas. Do you think Montreal's beginning to think they can't keep up with the stamina of our team? It seemed to me like they were getting worn down real fast. Either that or we deflated them.
6: Well, I think they made a good push uh, without the goalie uh, in the net, and they had the puck the whole time, and they had a lot of chances. And uh, there wasn't one where they were just kept to the back uh, perimeter and chased back icings and and, uh, weren't doing anything. What they were supposed to be doing, I, I thought Montreal did a pretty good job with the, with the net empty, and and Vegas had to uh, be really solid when it came to defending that.
1: Yeah, and and I
10: oh, think well.
1: I think I think the Golden Knights just made Montreal work incredibly yeah. hard in that situation. And when you've got to work that hard just to get your chances, that you waste all that energy, you just don't really have anything left to make that push. It was impressive. Yeah, it,
10: the announcers did say that. I don't remember one or two of them were just like out of death, but I don't remember which ones. Uh,
6: It was an impressive performance by uh, the Golden Knights. And I mentioned before, Rita, that uh, they were rolling over their forward units. Uh, Being able to defend like that uh, for a four-minute power play uh, basically is what it was uh, on top of the other uh, scenarios uh, during the game. Uh, it was it was very well done. The only goal that uh, that Montreal was able to score wasn't a power play on a, on a great rebound that uh, Cole Caulfield put in. But I thought the penalty killers did a really very, very good job tonight.
1: And thank you for the call, Rita. And a happy
6: birthday, Rita. Nice job for, uh, for Ryan.
1: Yeah, appreciate it, Rita. Thank you very much. Always call in because the show's just not the same without Rita nope. calling. It just isn't. All right, we're going to take our last break. If you want to join us on the other side, it is 702 876 1340. It's the extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox
1: Sports, Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Montreal Canadiens. It's nice to see a different team in the building. Uh, it was nice to hear O Canada. That was fantastic, uh, especially when national anthems are sung by singers and not Darren Millard. Um, Darren.
6: I could do O Canada.
1: No, you, you can't. Just don't. You, they won't let you back in. Um all right.
6: Your final thought. Shots ended up even. Uh that was a bit surprising based on the way the game started mm-hmm. and then the way the game finished because there was a period uh with about 5 minutes to go in the third period where Vegas was all the I mean, the shots allowed were 12 5 and 5 in in the three periods uh for the for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh I thought I thought Vegas did an amazing job once they found their legs of just taking over this game and setting the bar. I think the bar can go higher, but this was a very impressive game in which Marc-Andre Fleury created the foundation mm-hmm. and everybody else uh, just, just kind of followed suit uh, and and went through their regular business. It was an efficient It was an efficient hockey game.
1: Yeah, it's buying time. And for Marc-Andre Fleury, we've we've said that over the course of these playoffs. There have been times where he has been locked in early on and has allowed the Golden Knights a little bit of time to find their game. And once they do, they are capable of taking things over. That's going to do it for us here tonight on the Extended Post Game Show. Game number two will be Wednesday, puck drop at 6 p.m., pregame show at 5 p.m. Thanks to Jeff Rubino down here for turning the knobs, keeping us sounding fresh. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to Darren Millard. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thanks to all of our listeners and all of our callers. It is not the same without you. We will talk to you on Wednesday right here